Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your host for this episode of the show, and the Chief Lounge Lizard. Put on your seatbelts and lock your doors, because we're talking about security this week in online games. So, obviously, if we're going to be talking about a serious business type of topic, everybody knows what guest I'm going to invite into the lounge this week. It's got to be our publisher and and chief business reporter, Nate Woolley. Nate, welcome to the uh, show this week. Yeah, you only love me because I can do math. <laughs> there are a few people here at Jin that actually that actually can do math. I don't happen to be one of them. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's why you married Karen. <laughs> that's true. Um, Nate has been featured, uh, in addition to being our business reporter, Nate has been featured in prestigious publications like the Washington Post, where I also at one time was featured. Uh, and Nate has also been in the Wall Street Journal writing about business and money and things like that and how it relates to the online and uh, gaming society and, and world. So, so Nate, uh, you know, it's hope it's not too much of a step down for you from to come into the lounge today. Today. <laughs> no, no, no. The important thing is I own this one. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, so we're actually recording this show on a Friday. No, normally, the the lounge, well, you all who are listening to us, you usually get to hear us on Thursdays, uh, but we usually actually record on Wednesdays. But today we're recording on Friday, so everything is like so topsy turvy here. I, I didn't know what was going on. Does it feel weird to you, Nate, to be recording the show on a Friday? I just blame it on daylight savings. <laughs> daylight savings. Savings. There's another thing that confuses me, but uh, I knew we were going to do the show today, and I looked, and I, I actually had a scary moment just now. Uh, I actually went out to the store because there were no sodas in the lounge, and I said, you know, if we're going to actually run a show, I forgot that all the sodas got drank <laughs> on uh, on uh, Wednesday, so uh, so here I, I had to go out and get some sodas, and it was funny. I, I I've been playing. The, let me give you the the story. I was I was playing the new uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, like. Surprise, surprise, everyone in the world's playing that game, it seems like. And there's a scene in there, Nate, where it comes up, and it's an emergency broadcast system, and it's exactly spot on like the emergency broadcast system. It has an annoying tone, like, eh, eh. And then it actually scrolls across the screen, and it's advising Prince George's County residents where they should go uh, in the in the emergency because basically the Russians are invading. So, um, and and I, at one point I actually had to look and make sure that that was streaming off the PlayStation and not coming off my TV because it was a little weird. As as you know, PG County is uh, pretty close around here. Yeah, yeah. PG is uh, one of the, uh, what do you call it, Beltway suburbs of Washington, D.C., where we're based. Which is, I'm sure, that's why that particular one was picked. But So that was kind of in my head. So I'm, I'm going out to get sodas, and I'm listening to my satellite radio, and uh, they're playing an Enya song. And all of a sudden, they break in with the emergency broadcast warning. No no warning or anything. The song just cuts in the middle, and they start giving the, the emergency broadcast tones. So I'm like, okay, and I switch, and every single channel of the 8,000 on XM and Sirius Radio that I have were all doing the same thing. I guess they all decided to do the tone at the same time. And then uh, and then the song just went back, like, it, but no warning, no nothing. So I, I was actually a little afraid that something was going on, and I, I think they, they, they should warn you when that happens. 
Isn't that what the warning is about? Well, no, I, but I think they should tell you it's a test. I don't think they should just blaze it. I mean, how many people are playing Modern Warfare 2 were scared because of that? Uh, my guess is none. <laughs> well, I guess you count me as one. <laughs> but the, uh, the, the, the point I was, I was making, uh, is that the, uh, the real world can be scary at times. Um, so, but, also, if you think about it, the uh, it's it's nice to have a virtual world or an MMO uh, that you can fall back on, that you can play, and sort of forget about reality for a while. And you think you're pretty much always going to be safe when you're playing an online world, but the truth is that's not necessarily the case. It's it's actually getting kind of dangerous out there. So we wanted to do this show today on uh, online security, uh, protecting yourself online, and also for businesses to let them know how they can protect themselves and. Protect Protect their uh, their their users out there because I mean Nate I, I I don't know how long a a business is going to be able to survive if suddenly you know five or ten thousand of their users get their credit cards hacked. Well, it's happened before, <laughs> major banks and other groups, um, and it's never any fun because you've got to send notices out and press releases out. You've got to sit there while ABC News turns the camera on you, and you have to smile and say, "Wow, did we uh, make a mistake? Sorry about that." <laughs> That's true. It's it's never a good situation. And actually, today's show is sponsored by our friends over at uh, Chase Payment Tech, and what they are doing uh, to try to combat this is they have sponsored a free webinar, which is uh, taking place Wednesday, December second, at uh, two p.m. Uh, so middle middle of the afternoon there. That's Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so if you're in another time zone, you'll have to add or subtract a couple hours. Uh, I, I'm no good at that, but hopefully our, our readers are. Um, and the uh, there is should be a link right at the top of the page here. If you're listening to this show locally on Gin uh, at GameIndustry.com, there should be a link. You can click on it and go right to the welcome page. If you happen to be listening to this show over on our iTunes channel or you've downloaded it and you're listening to it on a bus or in the subway, um, then you can still go to this link afterwards. It's a go-to meeting link, um, so you just go to HTTPS uh, colon backslash backslash www2.gotomeeting.com slash register slash and then the number of the show, uh, the webinar that they're putting on, which is 9372682262. So give that a try. Uh, they actually have a Mark Rose. Do you, do you remember? Um, I think we actually talked to Mark Rose at an E3 one year. He's the uh, the guy who's going to be speaking over there. I, I don't know if you you remember him or not, Nate. I do, I do. Nice guy. He is the uh, currently he's the VP of uh, PlaceBands uh, Payments and Platform Product Management Team. And basically, what Mark uh, does uh, for PlaceBan is he engineered uh, a company that was then acquired by PlaceBan by PlaceBan. And uh, basically to make payments work so that online gamers can pay to get their uh, – to, to play their games. And I believe the PlaySpan system works with about 85 different payment payment methods right now. So if there is some sort of a money equivalent, that will work. Um, and he, he's basically going to talk a little bit about how the – how the team uh, there at uh, PlaySpan is able to enable people to to pay regardless of where they are in the world, and then of course uh, the the Chase Payment Tech angle is all about security and keeping businesses safe uh, and keeping users safe. So uh, so Nate, now the topic of security uh, comes up a lot. Um, how big of a how big of a market are we talking in MMOs that this needs to be protected? I assume it's it's a pretty big target for for people that are apt to break the law. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, we've got your standard monthly billing. We've got micropayments uh, uh, that, say, Turbine does for uh, Dungeons & Dragons Online. We've got all sorts of things like that. And we're talking about literally tens of billions of dollars a year. I saw a number that just the People's Republic of China is going to do almost $3 billion worth of business uh, for MMOs this year, just 2009. That's a lot of money. For what is essentially, you know, a developing economy, but there are there are big sections of that place where nobody's ever heard of them. Wow. So, so I mean, we're big as movies, maybe bigger. So, how and how big was it in China? Did you say this year? I think I I think I saw an estimate of between two point seven and two point nine billion dollars. My just, God, just there. Wow. Now, if there was, let me, I mean, to put this in perspective, if there was a little store at your local strip mall that had two. Point five billion dollars in it. I'm guessing that they might want to be thinking a little bit about uh, hiring a security guard to stand out front. <laughs> certainly, certainly, and that's the right thing to do. I mean, you could you some people, less ethical ones, might say, well, it's a responsibility of the users, and to a certain extent, it is. But proper customer service is what we're seeing here. It's it's the the people who are taking the money and handling the transaction. Who are going to the trouble to make this uh, secure? Yeah, and the uh, the whole thing about the being able to accept multiple forms of payment, which is what uh, the placeban uh, side of things do there in the in the Chase Payment Tech Partnership. I think that is actually going to become more and more important because of the shifting demographics in the MMO world. There are People who play who aren't necessarily adults. I mean, you've got certainly you've got the the 16 year old kid who might even have a job or an allowance or money or so forth, but doesn't have a credit card. I mean, unless they're really lucky. I, I didn't have a credit card when I was 16. <laughs> no, no, though certainly a bunch of kids now do. I mean, I'm old enough to remember when the credit card companies came and could only market in college to the seniors who were going to graduate, and they only did it in your last semester. But nowadays, I'm certainly seeing kids in high school who have credit cards, but they have to be guaranteed by their parents because kids under 18 need to, you know, can't legally enter into these contracts. Mm -hmm. So companies are willing to give these people cards to uh, to hook because the parents have the money to back it up. But if but if you didn't have a card, there are many many methods that you can end up that you can use to pay to play your online gaming. There's there's uh, I mean PayPal is probably the most popular one, but there there are a bunch of others out there. Sure, there are things where you can buy chits and tickets and whatever. You know, even if your parents buy those for you once a month or something. But the really important thing here is getting the credit card system in a secure way. So people have confidence both for large payments and for small payments online. Uh, it makes sense. Now, and also there's there's another there's another whole 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 market there, I guess, and that's the. Uh, I mean, we're talking about younger demographics. I mean, your kids uh, play online games, don't they, Nate? And I assume those are online games that you pay for. <laughs> yes, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, my five year old plays online uh, a game called Jumpstart. I had to enter the credit card and, you know, enter the payment and all that sort of stuff, and she just logs right on and goes and learns stuff. You know, if a five-year-old can get away with it, who can? <laughs> That's true. Well, I don't know. Some five-year-olds, and probably your kids included, are a lot more savvy than <laughs> a lot of us older people out there, especially when it comes to technology and so forth. 
wouldn't surprise me. Now on the on the user side, like you say, the users also need to be careful, and the users need to follow good procedure. And a lot of this stuff is common sense. But I wanted to go over some of the ways that that you can protect yourselves if, if you're a user and you're listening, and maybe you're new to online gaming. You know, it's surprising when I get a lot of emails from people. There are gamers out there who would be sort of – I mean I don't know if you can consider them hardcore gamers, but they're certainly avid gamers. They play a lot of games, um, and they never go online. They're not they, – they just play single player either on their console or on their computer. I mean I, I have a PlayStation 3, and the, the PlayStation network is not that robust. It's certainly not as, as detailed as the Xbox Live network, and I play – Basically, all my PlayStation 3 games offline. I mean, I, I don't usually go online. I'm sort of tempted with Borderlands to, to go online and play with some other people. But for the most part, I stay offline. If you are thinking about getting into MMOs and and interacting with people, obviously you, you need to kind of protect yourself and there need to take additional steps because it's not just you and your machine. It's you and your machine and all the millions of people that are out there. And unfortunately, not everybody out there is a nice person. No, no, they're not, actually. I mean, certainly we've seen – I mean, this is a maturing market, online gaming. Uh, we've seen enormous growth over the last, you know, couple of years, and it's it's been around for a while. You know, what game isn't online or doesn't have some form of connection, if you wanted, at this point? But with the growth of that and the growth of the money involved, I mean, again, like I said, tens of billions of dollars. The sharks are going to start circling, trying to see what they can uh, – Nail. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's it's as predictable as the sun rising tomorrow that the scammers are going to show up when there's that much money running around. And it's got to be easier. I mean, from a technical standpoint, it might be a little harder, but I'm guessing there's probably a lot less risk trying to steal money from an online game than there is going into a bank with a shotgun and trying to get money from the teller. Yeah, one is really human engineering. How do I trick these guys? I mean, you could you could do it the way they show it in the movie and hack into something. Mm-hmm. But the easiest way to get somebody's credit card is just convince them to give it to you. Yeah, and that you know? that's a scam that we're seeing we're seeing more and more often. Well, within the game, if if you're playing an online game, one of the biggest things that you can do to protect yourself is uh, to keep your pass. First of all, make an actual password. You know, don't make it something that's easy to guess. Uh, don't make it your dog's name or something like that, unless it's your dog, unless it's your dog's name and a squiggly and then a, a long string of numbers or something like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, don't don't make it password. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't make it the name of the game <laughs> or your yeah, or, exactly. or the same as your username. <laughs> yeah, my username but, is Billy Bob and my password is Billy Bob. <laughs> yeah. The import the important thing to remember here is to know with whom you're dealing. You want to make sure the person you're the the entity, the company, the person you're giving your credit card number here to is somebody you can trust to do it well. They're established, you know them. And that's why it's so important to have a real secure system that runs these things. We, you, you want something that you can have confidence in. I'm going to give this to you, and I'm going to get it back, and you're not going to misuse it. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the same time, I mean, I'm, I'm reminded of this old Dilbert cartoon when people started buying stuff online in the 90s, where you know Dilbert's sitting there and he's sitting at dinner and he's talking to his date. And, He's saying, I don't think I'd ever shop online. I'm just not comfortable giving my credit card to uh, somebody I don't know. And he hands his credit card to the waitress, and she comes back wearing a fur coat and a diamond tiara. (laughs) 
And Dilbert says, I'm just so glad I don't have to do that. Ah, yes. Yeah, it's amazing how quickly you'll hand your credit card over in a restaurant to somebody you've known for three minutes, you know, chatting at your table. Yeah, Yeah, who's making three bucks an hour plus tips or something. The temptations there has got to be enormous. Right, and then you're you're afraid to give give your credit card to an online gaming company, so. That that has probably signed on with somebody who's invested $10 million in developing security technology. Right, right. Well, and I mean, the thing is, you don't, with the the Chase Payment Tech system, because we've worked with them before, I mean, you don't really have to develop that. That's one of the, that's one of the cool things about that, is that they've got it, I mean, they handle, I think, uh, I looked up the statistics uh, when we did a show sort of on this topic before, I think they handle about 50% of all the transactions in the entire internet. So, you know, obviously, they, they know what they're doing so you know just put their system in place and you don't have to develop your own because i mean as you know as a web programmer developing your own system you're going to run into problems <laughs> yeah well of course you know the code always goes wrong <laughs> that's what code does <laughs> well as far as but- um as far as i just wanted to get back real quick to the users themselves protecting themselves and the one of the things that is probably the biggest thing, if we could drill this into, if you're going online and you're new and you're playing an MMO, one of the biggest things is, I mean, I don't want to sound like a cynic, but pretty much trust no one. If anybody comes to you and says that they are representing the game that you're playing and they ask you for your password or something, they are not going to be truthful. It doesn't matter if you're playing Lord of the Rings or Dungeons and Dragons Online or World of Warcraft. It's the same everywhere. The administrators know what your password is. There's no point for anybody who owns the game, who runs the game, to ask you for information that you've already given them. Remember, step number one, if you wouldn't do it face to face don't do it online you know if i walked up to you john and said hey you know i'm from bank xyz i need to examine your credit card can i see it for a minute <laughs> yeah why would you do that yeah exactly even if i'm wearing a suit you know <laughs> and uh, i it, it, well i mean i hate to say it but it's foolish to to have that level of naivete in real life or online. Yeah, that's that's true. But I mean, I, I think people they get online and they sort of forget that that there are bad people online as well. I mean, especially if you're new at it. If you're an expert and you've been there for a while, uh, it'll ha- it'll happen and and you you'll kind of see it, you'll know it. But a lot of people don't have that expertise yet, and it's not that they're stupid. It's just that they don't have experience. And there's one of two ways you can get experience. You can get experience by listening to us or other people and say, oh, you know what, I was warned about that. Or you can get experience by sticking your hand in the fire and learning that yes it's really really hot (laughs) yes indeed we have positive experience and we have negative experience. <laughs> well, the uh, the thing that I've seen lately is I'm getting emails, you know, spam emails that come into uh, to my email address, my, my box, and they are requesting my password for games that I don't play. And they're like, hey, uh, we're, we're the administrators at the World of Warcraft and we need your password uh, to, to help. Fix your account because because there are hackers looking at it and we need to we need to get it fixed for you. Strangely enough, I don't play World of Warcraft, <laughs> but I think yeah, that's a variation I mean, of a, of an old scam. I think they're just starting to move into online games because that's where a lot of money's at. Well, yeah, this has been around for banks and for others for quite a while. You know, if you've got a hundred million email addresses and you send something around saying, "Hey, your World of Warcraft account has been hacked," to click here. To, to enter your username and password so we can make sure it's okay, and you click there and it goes to something that looks just like a World of Warcraft login site, 
but is really, you know, if you if you look carefully, it's we're not going to steal your stuff. No, we promise. dot com slash World of Warcraft. You know? <laughs> or, or it says World of Warcraft in the link, and then it's HTML hidden that it's actually sending you to some site in Eastern Europe somewhere. Yeah, you know, you've just got to be alert for that stuff. I mean, most people won't have like you a World of Warcraft account. That's fine. Um, so God, it seems like some people, like everybody has one except me sometimes. <laughs> um, but you know, they're not going to make that. Use some common sense. You know, people aren't going to say. You, random guy, give me your password. I mean, they could see it, but a reasonable person should say, who are you, and show you, show me some ID. You know, a, a man comes up and says, I'm a policeman. I've got a search warrant. May I come inside? You don't say, please, come right in. Your first response should be, let me see the warrant. Let me see your badge. Yeah, absolutely. Hey. There, there's a commercial that was on TV a while ago. I don't remember who it was for, but it was a guy sitting on a bus. And he was basically do, trying to do the email scams to people. He was like, hello, I'm a, you know, a prince from Nigeria, and I had, got kicked out of my country with nothing but this shirt on my back and this bag of 8 million U.S. dollars. And people were like, what the heck are you doing? And it was funny because it was showing that you would never do this type of thing in person. It just looks ridiculous and silly when you're sitting face-to-face -face with someone. Yet online, there are people that jump at it and go, oh, yeah, here's my password. Here's my credit card. Wow, you must be right. You say you're a good person <laughs> yeah and and i mean the truth is uh, chase payment tech and PlaySpan and, and they can put up all the security in the world and and that will help protect you from from something that's out of your control but you've still got to protect yourself and you've still got to have exercise good password security and and be smart and 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 so forth and you know it's it's a two-way streak i mean the chase payment tech engine for security is some of the best in the world but you work hard to try to to try to to get yourself uh taken you're going to get taken no you're absolutely right people should really take care of themselves we can give all the advice we want. Nobody's – we're not going to get everybody to listen to it. But you know, if we've just convinced one person in the the trust and the security in in people who have taken the time, then you know it's a win. No, ab absolutely. And so, if you uh, if if you're interested, if you're listening and you're interested in how this security works, because it's really a fascinating topic, uh, I, I think it, it's neat. I mean, you don't really think about it when you type in your credit card number. When you've said, "Okay, I trust this site. I want to play this game. Here's my credit card." It's it's really fascinating what happens on the back end. So, from a user, it might be cool to check out this webinar uh, you know, on December 2nd, but from any company who has anything to do with either online gaming or, or MMOs should, should definitely check it out because you are opening yourselves up. I mean, if it's like opening a store and putting a bunch of money on the front counter. It, it, you better hire some type of security to, to watch it or, I mean, you could actually end up starting an MMO, having it be a great game. And losing money because there are people stealing more money than you're making. No, you're absolutely right, and that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, and we, we don't want that because we, we're, we're all friends of the game industry. We want people to grow. So anyway, if you're listening and, you again, you have anything to do with an MMO, you know, tell your boss, tell tell your uh, the people in your finance department, and, and sit in on this webinar. Click on the link right there on the page or go to uh, gotomeeting.com, register, and then the uh, the number for the invite is 9372-68226, and it's totally free, and the title of the webinar is Optimizing Payment Acceptance in a Virtual World, and uh, again, that's from 2 to 3 on December 2nd. I've sat in on some of their webinars before, and they really are fascinating. Hey, what else are you going to be doing on a Wednesday afternoon, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I think I'll be recording podcasts with you. <laughs> Probably. So we'll see. Well, thanks, Nate. I appreciate you showing up today. I mean, it's an important topic. And Glad to do it. We, we... Glad to do it. This this is the sort of thing that actually does strike me as necessary. Well, we Because in, in, in an evolving market, which is what we have with MMOs, there's going to be all sorts of, you know, I hate to say it, but lawlessness and banditry as things get shaken out. In 10 years, everybody will be completely used to it. But now the opportunity to get taken advantage of is just too high. And and we hate to get emails from people who have been taken because they have written me before and said, you know, I I lost a lot of money online, uh, not 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 playing poker or anything, but because somebody stole their credit card information and so forth. And a lot of that you're you're not liable for because of the because of the way the credit card laws are set up. But even if you get most of the money that was stolen from you back. It's a whole lot of hassle. I mean, it's like, yeah, you have good insurance, but that doesn't mean you want to get into an automobile accident. No, no, you're absolutely right, John. I couldn't agree with you more. So, you know, protect yourselves online, and if you have any questions for us, you can write us at ginlounge at gameindustry.com. We'd be happy to answer them for you. Uh, you know, if, if, if you have a, a question, you know, let, it, let us know if you have a really detailed question, and we'll send it over to our friends at Chase, and maybe they can get it in front of Mark Rose, and, and he can answer it for you. So, uh, but, but definitely check out that webinar so and we will see you next time uh here in the gin lounge uh until then we hope that all of your online interactions are safe and profitable take care everybody